0: Welcome to episode 18, it's summertime here in the tent and we think it's time to take a mental pause from the heavy events that surround us or the internal emotions that suppress us. Join us as we talk about movies and books, kind of a book club and sort of a mental escape. We've covered some deep topics lately. Now it's time to change it up and explore the fictional world of novels and Netflix come on into the tent where it's nice and cool and bring a beverage and maybe some popcorn and let's settle in for a fun conversation. Hey, welcome to the tent. Greetings from Texas, y'all.
1: And greetings from Florida. <laughs> we
0: when, when Wendy was here a few weeks ago, we worked hard on our podcast. She worked hard on um, setting up some things for her summer sessions for um her perf- professorial duties but we also took some time to have some fun and enjoy some good meals and one of the things that we did was we watched a movie that was actually on i think it was on amazon prime um and it was called troop zero such a fun movie did. if you haven't seen it yet y'all need to watch it
1: yeah it was nice so you know it's it's fine to be able to just sit back and and soak in some content uh, you know cuz inspirational content refills our soul and allows us to have reserves stored up to be able to have something to share
0: right and one of my favorite things to do as a teacher um, was to analyze literature that's why i love 5th grade because the little darlings could actually read and think and we could explore novels that had you know the true hero and the the protagonist and the antagonist and all of that so that's some of the fun that we want to unpack today with the movie troop zero and then we also want to bring in some ties with the red tent because if you remember viewers listeners excuse me we we named the, this The Indigo Tent because of a book that Wendy and I read years ago called The Red Tent. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today as well.
1: Yes, we are.
0: So in Troop Zero, the whole movie is about a group of misfits, thus the name Troop Zero. And we won't give away too much. We won't ruin the movie for you if you haven't seen it yet. But um, And then in The Red Tent which is all about a patriarchal society that um the the men were sheep and goat herders the women were child bearers and and keepers of the secret and especially within the red tent they had an alliance they had a coming together not just because of their menstrual cycle but it was also a place where they shared wisdom and love and um one of the um, and it's and it's a historical novel, so it's based on Jacob and his 12 sons who became the 12 tribes of, of Israel and Judah. And <clears throat> excuse me, I have frogs in my throat today. <laughs> so um, Laban was the grandfather of the four wives of Jacob, technically just two wives and then two concubines. But anyway, Laban was a worthless soul in this story. And I think that the author based it on how Laban tricked Jacob several times and then was reluctant to let him leave because he knew that when Jacob left, he would take the wealth and the prosperity and the blessings with him. But the main tie-in for this in the movie is one of the characters, Rudy, who was, who was Laban's, um, not wife, but a concubine slave, basically a sex slave and she was a misfit within the society of women and so that ties in nicely to the movie right yeah and we have some we have some thoughts about that that we're going to unpack
1: yes because we're not just pausing our mental uh, capabilities we're pausing from the noise and the chaos and the the news if you will to do some some wise reflections you know not just to read a story and go okay that was cute or watch a movie and go ah, great but to to just pause and say you know what connections do we want to make from these these stories and movies to our journey toward our higher self
0: Absolutely. Then that's the ultimate goal every time for us in the tent, but it's also how we should walk through our day. In fact, today, just real quick, my my meditation uh, mantra for the day now is going to be, I'm powerful, I'm worthy, and I'm grateful for where I am and who I am today. And that ties back to what the characters in both the book and the movie needed to realize about themselves Yes. okay so that movie troop zero cute fun movie has a um i can't remember her name right now but she's she's won an oscar she's won some golden globes and she played the mean troop leader (laughs) (laughs) and then um jim gaffigan plays the the father of the little misfit girl so he is He's a lawyer who just can't get his act together
1: and... <laughs> a misfit it, himself in a way.
0: <laughs> absolutely. All the adults were misfits. That was that was such a creative way to portray this whole community of people. And then his assistant, and I can't remember her name, but a wonderful, very um, prominent actress right now. She <laughs> was his assistant, like I said, and she was apparently A college dropout. She was working at one point towards getting her own law degree and had just stepped out of that and into this society in the South. That was This movie, what I think I really liked about it too, is it didn't show the segregation and the problems from that aspect The the racial tension. It was there, but it was more about misfits period. And and, yeah. and that was a nice twist on mm-hmm. on um, a commentary on today's society.
1: And now that we've been, you know, especially with the, the events going on in the news and, and not to take away from those events at all. But I was just thinking about, like, how history has been delivered to us. And really, in one sense, our history lessons have been about the nobility or about those who could, those who had, and what they did. And that to me, I was just realizing that that's not really representative of the history of the majority of people throughout our lives. Not everyone who lived was a white supremacist, or or whatever the right word you want to use. Not that was those, was still the ones in power Mm -hmm. were the ones that maybe made those rules. And that, um, you know, the the everyday people, if you will, and including many, you know, throughout the history of the South, somehow I'd like to hope at least that there are stories and, and experiences where people did have positive, healthy relationships uh, between people, between people of different colors and different cultures and different religions. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm optimistic, but.
0: Stay optimistic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'd like to think yes, my dad grew up in central Texas and he grew up in a time period when there was segregation uh you know in the 30s and 40s and and 50s but i also remember as a young child when he was a, a military officer uh, we were in like uh, military housing duplexes and our next door neighbor happened to be a black family and i never knew that that was not that was something to think unusual Mm-hmm. It because was I like for whatever that. reason, it had never, it had never been taught to us mm-hmm. that that should be something unusual. Mm-hmm. So credit to my father for, you know, even though he was brought up in a time period of segregation.
0: He didn't let it influence his life. That's good. Well, and, and so in the movie... The the main character is this little girl who the daughter of um, Jim Gaffigan's character. So he's the lawyer. Can't remember his name right now. Can't even remember her name. But the little girl, her mother had passed away, and she was desperate to communicate with her mother. And she had become fascinated with space and astronomy and I mean, a aliens <laughs> and aliens and so she was also a misfit because she her father didn't groom her let's just put it that way he she just looked like a wild child because she was and then on top of it all apparently she was known as a bedwetter and um was locked into lockers and had things thrown at her and was bullied um by all Types of people as well as adults. And so that was, that was the premise of, of her story. That was the, the action, so to speak. And then she found out that, um, a, a, um, a representative from NASA had come to this little town wherever it was in the South and had, had presented an, a scenario of Girl Scouts, and they couldn't call it Girl Scouts, right, so they called them Little Birdies so that they didn't have to pay the Girl Scouts of America, which I wish they would have. But anyway, um, <laughs> they, they gave the Girl Scouts an opportunity to be reco- have their voices recorded on, some, on a golden record that would be played via a satellite and go out to, to the universe. And this little girl desperately wanted that to happen because she wanted to say, hi, Mama so
1: and that was that was her passion
0: yes not only was it her desire to to communicate with her mom somehow but she was um going to grow up and be an astronaut on, on some level so that that was the fun part of the movie so she tries to join a troop and the mean girls and the mean troop leader they won't let her and they have to set up their own troop and it's called troop zero and the her father's assistant is the troop leader, reluctantly. Then, yeah,
1: <laughs> very yeah. reluctantly.
0: Very, and um, not very present. Let's just put it that way. And then they have to re- they have to have what five people to make a, an official troop. So she collects a gathering of fellow misfits, and they all work really hard to get their badges, to do everything they need to do to get to this performance to then be in the competition, to be selected, to have their voices recorded for posterity, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's where the movie fell apart for Wendy and I. <laughs> uh,
1: that's, that's another uh, <laughs> review mm-hmm. session, but, but yeah, it was, um, you know, not to focus in on so much on the storyline itself, but those, those kind of higher self messages that you could take out of it was it was very to me it was very obvious that it was the adults demonstrating that bullying behavior and then enabling the children to continue doing it
0: absolutely you
1: know by by their well one, they were just mean, some of them were just mean themselves, and let's call it what it is. They were bullying their kids. And then when the kids were bullying each other, they turned, you know, they turned and and just didn't inter interfere at all. And I'm kind of going, parents, do you not see a problem with this? Right. Mm. Right.
0: And then tying it back into the book of the Red Tent. So this is a strong group of women. These are four sisters that are Jacob's wife. And in that time period, they all ended up, as we all know, if you have a close friend, you end up on the same monthly cycle as as her. Um, Well, this effectively worked really nice for a community of tent dwellers because they could come together once a month and rest and recuperate and be together in this tent. So now think about all the dynamics of the women in the tent. First of all, you got four sisters. <laughs>
1: That's a huge. Have various there. degrees of connectivity themselves.
0: Right. And then they're all married to one guy, which we won't even go there, but I can only imagine that had its own set of problems. But not only was it these four women and whatever small child they were nursing, baby that they were nursing, or toddlers that were allowed to come in and out, but yeah. you also had all the bonds women who came in. So all of the, the servants or possible slaves of the time, because slavery has existed since the beginning of the time, and it doesn't, isn't based on color, it's based on power. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, so you would have a wide variety of women in this tent. And one of the women was Rudy. And so I thought she would be a nice tie-in because she was severely abused by her husband or her owner, really, technically. And then she, she had two sons. And as they grew up, they continued to neglect, abuse, um, disrespect her. And the, we women repeat
1: the, the repeat the behavior they saw from their father.:
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what was fascinating was the, the, these four women loved her to the best of their ability. They tried to help her, they tried to give her advice, but she wouldn't follow it. And it goes back to what I was saying was is my meditation for the day. And, and as a fact, is my meditation for the month. I'm powerful, I'm worthy and i'm grateful for where i am and who i am and that's especially important to wendy and i this month because it's our birthday month and so i am i'm doing a special series of meditations and themes to reflect on this this coming year of my life where where have i been but more important where am i going um and do i see myself as powerful and worthy and i am grateful I am very, very grateful, but those are two other areas that I need—I really need to work on being powerful, being, being um, within my own yeah. essence of who I am, not getting discouraged and depressed by events that surround me, or internal struggles that go on in my heart and in my head. And that's—but both characters in the movie and in the book—that's what they were struggling with.
1: And and I think to a degree we all struggle with that because no <laughs> what what do we think is power? I mean, when you when you just put the word power out there, you have a po, you know you have a continuum or a a polarity. You have the power that is forced to be in control. You have to push everyone else down. Mm-hmm. And then there's the power of recognizing the source of your of you which is divinity you you are powerful because you are divine right you don't have to share that prove that boast about it push anyone else down about it you are simply just divine
0: right walking daily in that knowledge with with a humble heart but also realizing and i like the word that you use force because as you know i'm i'm Um, working on my 300 hours for for the next certification for yoga and I'm focused on biomechanics so if you think about that for just a second Mm -hmm. you can land in any position in yoga and you can just land in it right and you can just rest in your pelvic girdle and you can just let the bones and the joints and everything sink into that that asana that pose or you can land in it with force defying gravity being strong in your bones being powerful in your structure and in your very the very core of your being with your breath with your movement and with your force and ultimately with your energy and that's what I love about our conversations in the tent because we're talking about those things whether it's a movie a very silly fun movie or a very heavy book or the delightful experience of life itself. Every mm-hmm. day we have that choice. Are we going to walk in in our power and let the struggles of the world just tumble off of us? Not easy to do, but worth a try, right?
1: <laughs> right, are we basically, are we beaten down by the news? Do we let that create fear? or do we say okay yeah there's news out there there are tragic events happening out there but at the same time not to condone them or embrace them however there's if you step back before any momentous change in the course of our life or our history or our future or there has to be some event i mean it's <laughs> not to reduce it to like stories but every story has you know the the main character and the antagonist and then right. that that cl- critical event that occurs that creates a trajectory of the character either goes this path or the other path right and then figures out you know they can they've either grown or they've not exactly (laughs) and so you know i think the story of our our world is not unlike that we've had some some huge events that are now asking us to 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 take a trajectory do we take these events and continue the same behavior or do we take these events and say, yeah, collectively, maybe there is a different way. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Examine the bias and evolve to your higher self and it, but it starts within now an interesting caveat to this whole discussion. I, I recently had to evict a renter and, um, she left quite a bit of trash and belongings behind. And um, I, had, I hired some people to help me get the trash out, you know, take possession of the property again. And I found her diaries, her journals, letters uh, to herself and, and poetry. And it's interesting because we, our last podcast was about journaling, right? Mm-hmm. So I find this young woman's um, um, thoughts on paper i i gave her a chance when i rented the apartment to her a year ago or almost a year ago in august um, she was coming out of a very abusive relationship her credit was terrible the only thing she had going for her was she didn't have any evictions she does now (laughs) but anyway um i talked with her about um not jumping into another relationship i tried to counsel her and give her advice and and talked about the 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 need to not find her security or her emotional support from a man but to let it develop from within so she had she had never had her own place she had always lived with a boyfriend or lived with a husband and this was her first home and she was so excited her name was the only name on the lease Mm. now for several months everything was fine but um a, diff, a boyfriend came into her life who told her she didn't have to pay rent because of the coronavirus. <laughs> anyway, these journal entries, they she talked about how she just wanted to be loved and she just wanted to find prince charming and
1: that fairy tale.
0: <laughs> yeah, the fairy tale. The fairy tale, right, Wendy? Yeah. That that nobody's going to save you. You have to save yourself. Um and she talked about how hard she worked and how she she was working three jobs. That's why I know she had the money to pay the rent. Um, because I, I, she was she was a, a hard worker. She was just misguided. And do we allow ourselves to be bullied and misguided by other people's thoughts or perceptions
1: of we're us? Sometimes our own. <laughs>
0: And yes, and then are is, are are those people really our teachers of what's going on in here already, mm-hmm. right? Are they our mirror, so to speak?
1: Yeah, and then thinking of that as every character, if you want to go back to the story analogy, every character that comes into your life could be one of many types of characters, right? They could either be like your your, your hero support or your, yeah. uh, or your antagonist or your, or, or just, a, you know, a, what would you say a supporting character mm-hmm. yeah or a character that, that is there for, you know, to test your resolve.
0: Right. So do you remember the movie cold mountain, Nicole Kidman, Renee Zellweger, um, Nicole Kidman was the main character. Renee Zellweger's character was the one that's, um, Helped her because she didn't know how to run a house. This is this is Civil War um, time period, and she didn't know all of all of um, the the slaves had had left because they could right, and now this young debutante, beautiful woman, has to run this house all by herself. And I think the father died, and and along comes this hardened hillbilly character who comes in. And shows her how to plant things, shows her how to kill a chicken and pluck the feathers, and and feed herself and and take yeah, care it, of herself. Direct,
1: yeah, to function.
0: Yeah, to to function. So, and it's and it's fascinating when you think about it because Renee Zellweger won a, a an Academy Award for that performance as the supporting mm-hmm. actress, um, and she she helped carry the movie to give us this story that where these two women evolved to their higher selves. So hopefully they did as well in their private lives. I would, I would like to think that actors and actresses that as they take on roles and they're helping us, they they, sure they're making money and a lot of it, right? (laughs) But hopefully they're, they're coming at it from what story can I help? What story can I tell? What story can I portray and help? each of us rise to our higher, higher self and th- those are the type of movies those are the type of books that I tend to read and I love being in book clubs I, I have a, f- a group of friends where we analyze books and and just, just enjoy literature and so that's what we wanted to bring to you today um, mm-hmm. just a little bit of the type of conversations mm-hmm. Wendy and I have all the time anyhow <laughs> in the tent or outside of the tent right Wendy yeah,
1: exactly going um you know i think the one thing that i've enjoyed about our conversations so much over the decades <laughs> yeah. we can say that um you know yes, we can two decades now um but just the consistent thing that i've enjoyed and appreciated about our conversations are that we are always looking for the wisdom in whatever circumstance or topic we're talking about not just you know the shallow surface oh well that's stupid and you know or this happened and oh everybody's picking on me but it's like we we really have have spent time focusing on well what is the wisdom we can get out of this experience or conversation or um, frustration or or even just the movie that we watch or the book that we read and and so I hope, you know, that you will, listeners, <laughs> as you're listening, that, that you will take time to curate those kinds of conversations with your friends that you have. And, and the circle uh, of people that are around you, you know, you, you get what you look for. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. If you look for wisdom, you'll keep getting more wisdom. If you look for fear, you'll keep getting more fear.
0: Oh, you'll find it, won't you?
1: <laughs> yes. So be careful what you look for. Mm-hmm. And then to probably to start winding down our conversation, uh, one thing, and I just recently reread or, or listened to The Red Tent on an audio book. And... So it's it's kind of a different reading experience when exactly. you do it versus when you actually read it,
0: and and, and also a twenty-year um, time frame. You're, yeah, I, I loved. So go ahead, because you were. I'm hoping you're going with how it's. You're. It's a, di- a totally different read. You're picking up on different things, right? Having a moment there. Having a moment.
1: Yep. <laughs> <sighs> I think having recently lost my, my second parent but now my siblings and I are that eldest generation. Mm. And so I guess you just start thinking differently (laughs) about things. (laughs) Um, But I was really struck with toward the end of the book as, as she's aging herself and she's reflecting on the different experiences throughout her life how much she is, um, how important she finds that it is for these women to gather in this tent and keep the stories alive—not just for the sake of the stories, but because it keeps the memory of that person.
0: Absolutely.
1: Also, I can't remember what exactly she said, but it was something like, "Will will they remember my name?"
0: That's right. Right. And, and to give you yeah. context, um, listeners, if, if you recall the story, so, so Jacob had 12 sons and one daughter. And um, so she's the keeper of her mother's secrets and stories. And she was supposedly raped and then her father and her brothers had to avenge her, her, um, her being and she had her life ripped away from her and had to go into exile because of it Um, and so at the end of the book she's reflecting is she going to be bitter for what was stolen from her her child her her life her and then this tribe of women that she would have rather had grown old you know been there when they died grown grown old with them but that was not possible but yet at the end of the book as she's reflecting on her life she is realizing it doesn't matter if time or or um or circumstances separated them she still is her mother's daughter and that's how she viewed the the four women all four of them were her mothers and yes and and Mm -hmm. that's how i that's how i see the red tint and I, i hope we have some some male listeners, but, but more than anything, I hope it's just a community of, of people who come together to share. Wendy and I are, are, we want to share our wisdom, our experiences, our thoughts, and we want to pull you together with us um, and help you on your journey. It's just that simple. And that's the essence of the red tent. She told her story and she hoped that in the telling of it she passed on some wisdom
1: yeah and that's that's to me going back to the idea about history is this that is the real history when we can take the the weave together all the people the threads of our life yes this fabric that lasts throughout time Bye sharing those stories of the, you know, the stories that, that of your struggles, your journeys, your, your journey to your higher self. That's, that's the kind of stories that are worth sharing.
0: Right. And so moments with your higher self for, for this week, we're asking you to think about the book you're reading or maybe a movie you've seen recently and what, what in that narrative speaks to you Add that to your journal. If you remember last week's um, instructions were to find that beautiful pen and find that beautiful journal and and to start a dialogue with yourself, your higher self, and, and document your journey. Now find some book that has spoken to you. Maybe reread it like Wendy and I did and and journal about that. Journal about that character's um, Oh, what is it called? Uh, um, Odyssey. What are you supposed to learn along with the main character? Um, and and um, let us know your thoughts. Um, yes. We would we would love to know what books you're reading. What movies have spoken to you?
1: Good. So enjoy this time of mental pause.
0: Yes. And do you hear the play on the words menopause, mental pause? <laughs> We, well, we think we're clever, so. And we (laughs) amuse ourselves.
1: (laughs) Yes, we're having good times. All right, listeners, have a wonderful week.
0: See you next time in the tent. Bye, Wendy.
1: Bye, Zella. (laughs) We hope you've been uplifted by this episode. Please help us uplift others by sharing, subscribing, and reviewing our show. Join in on the conversation by adding your insights and transformations in the comments section. See you next time.